0: have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes it is amazing it is easy you're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with they also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just god for me also with Ludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of the buttons. You can also use Ludo to publish your episodes just straight from the software it's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Eludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes, and you can get access to an easy software Welcome to Reality TV Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Danika, and guys, we are here to discuss Bachelorette, Fantasy Suites, or Overnights. I kind of like that better. Um, this was definitely a really good episode, guys. I quite enjoyed it. Um, this is kind of when it always picks up a little bit, right, right towards the end. Um, so before we jump into that, though, I have some thoughts that I want to talk about that I think is very important to talk about. Um, and then I also have a hot cause. So let's do the hot cause first. And then we will go into the thoughts that I want to talk about with you guys. So, hot oh guys. So, we, I'm sure a lot of us kind of know at this point that Caitlin Bistro and Jason Tartick, I believe that's how you say his last name. They have called it quits. They have ended their engagement. I'm a little surprised by this because I, you know, we thought they would kind of go the distance, but unfortunately that is not what happened. Um They did announce on a joint statement that was posted to Instagram. So I believe that would have been a week ago, um, that they are saddened with heavy hearts to share that we have decided to end our engagement and that's what they've said. Um, They're going to be co-parenting. They're going to continue co-parenting two dogs that they have. And they say that we feel grateful to be ending our engagement with love and respect for each other, Um, which is, which is great. That's great. Um, So, for those who don't remember, cause I, I thought like how far back did we see Caitlyn, and which season did we see Jason? Cause I honestly, I have goldfish brain. I don't remember when things happen and who's where and what, but we first saw Caitlyn on Chris soul season. Oh my, so far back. Um, that is the season we first saw her on. And and then obviously she became Bachelorette that same year. Um and then as for Jason, we saw him on Becca's season back in 2018. So that's pretty crazy. But also for everyone who needs to know, who I personally don't follow Caitlin on anything, maybe unpopular opinion she wasn't always my favorite. Not that I disliked her or anything, but whatever. Um, I support her where I feel I need to support her. That's, that's where it comes from. And I definitely feel, I feel horrible for her in this moment. Um, but yes, Caitlin has announced to her followers soon after this breakup that she will be going off the grid for a while. And she wrote, I just know social media can be awful. So taking a little break. And I said, you need to do that because yes, um, it can definitely be really awful. And I think she needs to take time for herself. This is, I I can't even imagine having to, you know, get close to maybe a wedding soon. And that's not what ends up happening. So But yeah, that's it for the hot goss uh, for this week. So my thought that I want to discuss very quickly at the top of the episode, this is going to be heavy, guys. So just trigger warning for sexual assault, sexual harassment, attempted rape, the whole bit. And again, I will be putting timestamps in the episode for those who need it um for those who watch below deck and who watch um right now currently we're on below deck down under and even for those who don't watch below deck for those who don't though there's a quick synopsis as to what happened in um with this week's episode. It's Monday, Tuesday. Um, just a little background on the show. These are people, we follow people who are crew members on a, on a super yacht. We see them on the job. We see them when they are off the job. And in this particular case, we saw these people off their job, having fun, partying, drinking, and people yes were definitely drunk in this you know after this and that is besides the point though that is not even an excuse but just to set the scene um there was one crew member who we call a bosun who's kind of like the head of the deck crew in a sense and he his name is luke by the way I think he needs to be put out there. I don't know his last name, but if you want to troll him, I'm sure you can find him somewhere. Um, He decided it would have been a lovely idea to walk naked, but as naked, into another crew member's room, into her bed while she was sleeping, okay? She is unconscious at this point, okay? To try and attempt to, God only knows, but we're going to put it out there and say, probably attempting to, in this case, because she was unconscious and, and, and drunk also at, the, at that point, rape her. And I have to put this out here. If it weren't for the crew being there, stopping it, yelling at him to get out of her room. God only knows what have happened to her in that moment. This guy is sick. He is disgusting. You being drunk is not an excuse. We have seen so many people on the show get drunk and not do what he attempted to do. And it was a very hard episode to watch, but it was a necessary episode to watch. Um and thank God nothing happened to an extent that you know any worse than what would have happened, that probably did happen. Um that that that, that did happen. Um and crawling into her bed naked is enough of a violation. Um so, you know, it, the reason I talk about, well, I'm going to talk about my thoughts in a minute at, at the end of something else that happened, but um, he was terminated immediately after this happened. Thank God. So he's gone. And then there's another woman, another woman, as you saw so me say, her name was Laura, and she is um, a stew. And, and for those who need to know, understand, Stu is the interior. She does a lot of the decorating for the dinners or laundry or, um, cleaning the sweets out or whatever. She thought it would be a great idea because she had sexual interactions with this person to feel bad for him. And that Well, if he came into my bed, I would have said, let's do this to the person that he violated. So there's that. And then let's also add to the fact that she was very much sexually harassing another deck crew member. And he was telling her no continuously. And she wasn't taking no for an answer. So now not only do we have one person who nearly attempted to rape a woman, we also have another person who was sexually assaulting somebody else or harassing, I should say, somebody else. And I think this is good to see too because women do it as well. And she was terminated as well. Once all of this came out to light to the captain. Um, and, I think this went very well, how it needed to go. I think we needed the awareness. I think that was all needed. And here are my thoughts. How very disgusting do you need to be to crawl into somebody's bed and attempt to hurt them? You are horrible, sir. You are, and I don't care if you're drunk, that's nothing. All the drunkenness did was bring this dark side that is already lying dormant in you. That's all it did. This woman was in her bed and said no. She just wanted to sleep. She is not there for your entertainment. She's not there for you for a whole. She doesn't need you to to do anything. She didn't ask for anything. She told you no, and she just wanted to go to bed. That is then not an invitation for you to crawl into her bed naked. You can fuck all the way off. And then for the other one, this man told you no, he just wants to be friends. So respect his decision and lay the fuck off. He, well not even so much of that, No one on this boat is there for your entertainment. Just because you're on a vessel with these people does not mean you need to fuck these people that are on this vessel with you. That is not, that's not needed. You don't need to do that. And if this person says, no, I'm not interested. Well, you can have sex when you get off this boat when you're done your job. You don't need to have sex that desperately or whatever. Or you know what? Deal with matters on your own. You don't need to do that because we're not here for you. They're here to do a job. And that's what he's doing. And then to make it even worse, and this makes you worse. Ma'am, this woman was violated. So you think that it is a good idea to then go to her and say, he's sexual. I'm sexual. He was just joking. You are sexual. She actually said that to her. You're sexual. Well, how do you know her level of sexual? How do you know that? You don't know that? You're assuming? What? I I don't understand. And again, I'm sexual too, okay? I I love sex. That's great, fun, cool. But just because I love sex and I am a sexual person, sexual being, doesn't then allow a man to use me as a playground. Because I am not. Just because I'm a sexual person doesn't mean that I am not allowed to say no to someone's advances. Even my partner. If I say to him, no, I don't want to have sex, I'm allowed to say so. And vice versa. That's how it works. You are my partner, but I am not your playground, right? I'm allowed to say so. So that argument doesn't float. And yeah, you're so sad that you're going to say goodbye to him. That's on you. That's not on her. And it just was very. Insensitive. I pray and hope that she doesn't know how that feels. Because maybe if she did, though, she would understand better. But again, you don't need to have gone through something like this. And I'm coming from a perspective where I unfortunately don't know how this feels. Um, You do not need to have gone through something like this to have sympathy. You may not be able to have empathy, but you can have sympathy. And you are probably, in my mind, even worse than him. Because you are a woman and you should understand. But that is my thoughts on that. I wanted to really talk about this because I felt it was important to talk about this is something we don't necessarily see on below deck. Um, this is very hard, very dark, but very needed. So that's it. Trigger warnings over. Again, I will be putting timestamps in. If you didn't want to listen to that, um, and skip right past it, by all means, I understand. Um, But yeah, that's it for that. We're going to jump into the reason that we are here in Bachelorette season 20, episode seven. And again, fantasy suites, or we can call it overnights. I'll probably call it overnights for the most part, but yeah. So we start off with finding out that we are in Fiji. And this is where we're going to be for the rest of the time with the uh, show. Um, Because she just mentioned she will be getting engaged in Fiji. So we do see her sitting down with Jesse and they do talk about, you know, everything. And the one thing that I did pull out from from this was she feels good about Xavier but also says that she feels he is just saying that he's ready to basically appease her. But she also says, well, maybe that's also my head is playing tricks. And I said, no, it is not your head is playing tricks. Ladies, we have to do, not do better, but we have to remember that if our, cause our guts, I don't know about you, but I listen to my gut. My gut always tells me if something is wrong and I always listen to her. You know what I mean? Our guts really are powerful, right? If your gut is telling you that, oh, maybe he's saying this to make me feel better. Listen to your gut. Your gut is an amazing thing. And that's why I said, no, trust what you're saying. Trust what you're feeling. But this is the reason why you're feeling it. And don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Um, yeah, your mind is definitely not playing tricks on you. Because again, I don't understand how Xavier made it this far. With everything that we knew about him leading up to this, I don't understand how he made it this far. But with that said, let's go into Xavier's date, because he's first. So we see that they're going to be going to a private island. And I thought she looked so adorable in what she was wearing. Um, so they're basically getting a performance. She does have some friends with her on this private island. And they do this very traditional performance, um, which was really cool to see. And then immediately after the performance, they're split up. (laughs) But basically what I did gather, maybe I'm incorrect with this, but I think that what ended up happening here was that they were doing traditional wedding rituals within, um, I guess, I don't know if it's necessarily Fiji or this, um, I don't know how to properly word this, group of people. (laughs) Um, But nonetheless, they're doing these more traditional wedding rituals. um, And uh, that's what they're going to be doing. So Xavier is told by the guy who's with him, you need to take off all your clothes. And I'm like, oh God, (laughs) And, but he's put in a more traditional garments and we see her coming back and she is being carried in, um, like a queen. And she is also wearing traditional garments as well. And he refers to her as the woman king. And I said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so they basically, they teach them, um, the traditional dance. And again, this is something that I guess you'd be doing with a wedding ritual uh, within the culture. And He says in his, in the moment that he realizes the seriousness of this, um, of this particular date, um, this portion of the date anyway. Um, and that like, the importance of this, is starting to weigh on him, and they end up drinking something, and after they drink this, they say, this is the point in which you would be considered married, and I said, oh, just like that, okay, but it's really interesting to see, like, different, you know, different ways of how this is done, they say this is the kind of where you would say your vows, um, and they do kind of say like nice things about each other and he says that she is at one point says that she is a delicate flower into which that you have to you know be careful with right be gentle with and she says you know that could be interpreted in many different ways right and she's like, I don't know how to interpret it. She says, on the one hand, you can interpret it as I'm a delicate flower, and you know, you wanna, you know, be protective of me and, and stuff like that. So that's great. But then on the other hand, you could also be thinking, I'm a delicate flower that he doesn't want to break. And why would you break me? And I said, There's a reason why you think one way or the other. There's a reason why. And I said, You need to listen to your guts. Your gut is your best friend. So anyway, that portion of the date is now done, and they do sit and they talk like on a rock or something. And he says that marriage is like a business, which is which is very true. It is like a business, guys. I'm sorry if you can hear my stomach. Oh my god, <laughs> Lord! Hopefully, you can hear it. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyways, yeah. So marriage yes, is definitely like a business in the sense of you sign a contract and all of that. And he says at one point, that you know, you invest in it. Very true. Because a marriage is something you have to invest a lot of time in. And yes, you do sign this contract and whatever, and that you could potentially break at some point, um, or you have for life. And but for me, for some reason, of how he was talking about it just made me feel even more like, you have no clue what you're getting yourself into, really, and I don't think you're ready for it. I really don't think you're, you're ready for this at all. Um, anyways, he says that he needs to know whether or not he can invest, invest in her. And I said, if you don't know by now whether or not you want to invest in her, then you shouldn't be here. Personally, that's, you should at least know, generally speaking, I can at least feel like I can invest in it, invest in this relationship. But let's keep growing it or whatever. You know, you can't even say that. So, briefly, we are stepped out of Fiji into San, Fran- into San Francisco, San Diego. And I wrote, why? Why are we in San Diego? Because I got very nervous. The reason I got very nervous is because Brayden is also from San Diego. And I thought, oh God, why are we in San Diego? I was very scared. But then we see Aaron, and I said, oh, thank God. And he says, I'm going to Fiji. And I'm going to go get her back. And I said, oh, boy oh boy oh boy and then we were back to fiji and back to the date and this is where it gets a little more complicated this is when shit just hits the fan so let's get into it he says his his heart is fully in- connected and invested into the situation and committed is I think the word he did use, but his head is stopping him. And I said, hmm. hmm, okay. He says he overanalyzes things. And I think it's the nature of what he does for a living. That is where the overanalyzation is important. But in love, in relationships, it's it's a it can become a downfall if not careful. He ends up telling her about the fact that, you know, his heart is in this and whatever. And the fact that his head isn't, he does tell her this. And he says that he has doubt. And she says, she says you don't know what the future um, looks like. But if you can envision it with, with me, then hold on to that. And I, I actually thought that was very well put. Um, and he says for a long time, he has been thinking about the fact that he was unfaithful with his ex girlfriend and he was thinking about the fact that he needed to tell her this. Now, this is the part where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I need to back up a second. Because at his date, his one-on-one date in Washington, he kept mentioning that, you know, he got really screwed up with things with his last, this relationship. And he made it, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I interpreted this wrong, but he made me feel like she did him wrong. Like, something happened with her, and she's the one that did him wrong. When all in reality, that's not the case. The case is, is he did her wrong. And I said, huh. And there is a fucking reason, sir, that you didn't fucking tell her this. There is a reason why. Because he does say, I know that's a trigger for you. Because she's been cheated on. So I said, okay this feels, this, this feels manipulative a little bit, just a little bit, a little tad of manipulation on his part for not telling her this before. You had a whole ass one-on-one date with her in Washington. So far back, I think it was Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Washington, right guys? Am I wrong? (laughs) It was Washington, yeah. Anyway, for sure it was Washington, but um, yeah, you you had a whole last date with her out way for the Washington, it was somewhere like that, and you that was your opportunity to tell her everything, and you didn't tell her why, anyway. And she says, At this point, you know, give me a second. And she's crying and she kind of just takes off and she's very triggered by this because obviously I get it. As she mentions, she had been cheated on, um, continuously for six years and in her last relationship. And I understand that. I totally get it. Um, I come from a place where I was very badly cheated on as well in my last relationship. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to take yourself back out of that. Even after the fact, even after you're out of that relationship, it takes a lot of work and a lot therapy, um, to, to take yourself out. So I definitely understand her trigger. Um, but she does come back and she says, I am going to hear him out. And he says, he doesn't want to be unfaithful to her well, I sure hope so. I don't think anyone decides, I want to be unfaithful, you know? I don't think that's how it really turns out. But there is definitely a preconceived idea, right? You do, at some point, make the decision. There is there is a pre-thought, you know, um, to some extent. So we find out because she, she does ask all the details and we find out that he cheated multiple times. And I believe, I think it was the last two years of the relationship. I think I might have wrote that wrong. And he, it was in the space of five days. Hold on to that because there does become more details with that. It makes sense because I'm like, damn, five days what the fuck were you doing? Look we'll up there. It has come out. So he realizes he thought of himself in that moment and not of her. Well, yeah, of course. In what world are you thinking of her? In what world does she say, yeah, you know what, babe, I want you to cheat on me. No, no, no one says that. No one says that. So um, yeah, you were definitely thinking um, of yourself and your needs and you didn't give a shit. Um, she asks, what did you do to better yourself and to learn from this? And he doesn't really answer the question. Okay. He says, you know, he needs to be more introspective. That's not a fucking answer. What did you do? What what has changed, right? Now, I think sometimes for men, it's simple. It's really fucking simple, dependent on the man, because every man is different. It could be just as simple as he doesn't really want to commit. He's not ready for that. He wants to fuck around and have fun. And then something can just trigger in their head and say, I can't keep living life like this. But I don't think Xavier is there yet. I do really believe that comes with maturity. It comes with age. It it comes with all kinds of different things. And I don't think he's there yet. He says, not only did I hurt her, but I hurt myself. And I said, "I, I don't want to discount his hurt in that moment. But... When you are the receiving end of being cheated on by somebody, you don't understand the world of hurt that you go through in that moment. The, it, it, it's not even just the hurt. It's the betrayal. It's the sadness. It's the anger. It's, it's all of it. And the confusion. What do I do? Do I stay? Do I go? Do I try to make this work? Do I move on? And I move on. I have to not only do the work on myself, but then I have to be okay to start over with someone new. It's so many different things that go into your head in this moment. So his level of hurt, I don't give a shit about. I really don't. You are hurt that you were caught. You are hurt that that you look like a fool, you're hurt, that you potentially lost something, but not even so much you lost, you gave it up, so, yeah, he questions whether or not, he, will be in a position, you know, again in the future, where he's out on vacation, with his boys, and he doesn't want to do it again. And I said, "So that's what happened. That's what happened." Because when he said five, in the space of five days, I'm like, "What the fuck did you do?" That's what he did. He was out with his boys. They are probably, and I and I've heard this shit before. I've heard of men who go out with their boys, and it's not a time to be out with your boys. It ends up being a time where you're fucking around with with women. Whether it be you pick women up or you know, you bring sex workers in, whatever the case may be. I said that's exactly what happened. You were out with your boys, maybe some of your boys were single. I don't know. And you thought it would be a good idea to go and have sex with somebody. Whether it was what I want to know is if it was with the same person multiple times or if it was multiple women multiple times, which even feels worse in a way. Now, I've always been a believer of if you're in emotional connection with somebody that you're cheating on me with, that feels worse. I'd rather you not do that because sex is sex, but love is love, love is, or feelings in general is feelings, right? But this feels worse. I actually found something that feels worse and this, this feels worse because then I'd be like, okay, with that. I can't even trust that. Like Again, as we speak right now, my man is with his friends right now, okay? Um, spend the night at his friend's house, which he does periodically, especially during the summer. And I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that. I know who this friend is. I know practically this is his best friend. And I trust him. And I trust that he will not do what this guy just fucking did right I trust that but to feel like you can't trust that I can say okay go and have fun with your friends and I'd not have to worry whether or not you're going to take yourself and be with somebody else well then you do nothing and the thing is is that is not a relationship you want to be in you have to literally micromanage what he does I shouldn't have to do that, but I feel like if I was in a relationship like that, where I know that's what you did, that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to be Mary in this situation. I'm going to to be it's going to be Mary and Brandon situation. We're going to have to be together twenty four seven, and I don't want that. I can't think of I can't think of another way of how than me having to be stuck with my with my man 24 7 i need space and you can't get it that way oh man anyway let's continue so she says that he should be firm in the love to not do that right very fair and he says if you choose me and i choose you he wouldn't do that and i said am i supposed to take your fucking word for it sir And listen, I'm not saying because once a cheater, always a cheater. That's not it. That is not it. But this was his last relationship. And I can't remember if he mentioned how long he's been out of that relationship now. But this happened in his last relationship towards the end of the relationship. Okay. And I feel like he hasn't learned anything from it yet. That's the biggest thing. Because I don't believe was a cheater, was a cheater. I don't believe that for a second. But I do believe that if you don't learn, then we're never going to get anywhere. And then I also wrote down, and that's when he said, like, if, I, if you choose me and I choose you, I also wrote down, but didn't you choose your ex? You chose your ex and she chose you and you still cheated. Anyway she brings out the, the card, the overnight card. And she says, you know, I do appreciate the honesty and she does want to stress to him that I'm not mad. And I think that's very good because I think, and again, these are conversations that I've also had with, with my, with my partner in, in like, generally speaking, because I'm not a person that he tells me something and I get mad over it or I yell at him over it and make him feel like he can't come to me and tell me things. Um, so it's not about us per se, but we do talk about generally if someone comes to, to you and they say something that you, they know you might not like, but they still tell you anyway, don't get mad about it. Don't get mad. Yes. You might be upset. You might get irritated or whatever, but approach it in such a way where you don't get mad about it. So I did like to hear her say like she wasn't mad or anything. Um, And she does say that she believes him. And I say, you're so quick to believe him. But I'm over here being like, don't believe him. He is going to cheat on you. There is a reason now, and I believe this is the reason why she kept feeling like he reminded her of past people she's been with. And I said, There's a reason why you believe that. So you need to trust it. So I don't know. Anyway, let's continue. She says, I want you to have no doubts about it, though. And he says, He says, at least in his heart, there is no doubt, but in his mind, there is. And he says, For that to change, it has to happen tonight. And she says, what more do you really need to see? And she says, this is it. This is who I am. If you're still having doubts about it, there's nothing that's going to happen tonight that's going to change. And I wondered, I wondered because classically with these, with this point of, of the show, not to say that this is always what happens, but sex is something that happens, right? And I don't know if she's going the Zach route and not having sex with anybody. Not that that matters. That's whatever she so chooses is her decision. And I wonder if this man is thinking, well, if I fuck her and I know the sex is good, well then there's no more doubt. I'm good that doesn't determine shit. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. Here's what I will say. Is sex important in a relationship? 100%. And you need to be sexually compatible with the person that you're with. 100%. But if that is the final thing that you're waiting for, in order to know whether or not you want to marry her or propose to her, the nothing is going to change. Especially with, with, coupled with everything else that we've just heard. It, nothing is going to change. Nothing. Sorry. This is because she's sure about you. She has other guys that are sure about her and are probably going to treat the sex aspect of the relationship as a bonus. And he isn't Tr- I don't believe he's treating it that way. I think he's treating it as a deciding factor. And that's the problem. Sex, as long as you have the foundation, the basics, you can improve on that. You really can. So that's why it shouldn't just be a deciding factor, honestly. But anyway, and she says that she's not going to settle. She's not going to open this card. She's done. He's leaving. And I said, finally. (laughs) He apologizes. And she said, for what? What are you apologizing for? But she is sad and she's frustrated because she thought this was going to be happening tonight. And obviously it's not. And she gets up and tells him, let's go. And walks him to the car, and he actually, in this moment, says that I love you, and I said, "Fuck you." Now's not the time, but also not to mention, I don't believe you. I just don't. I I do not believe him. Um, and I will. Do you think she's going to say it back to you in this moment? Because what woman in what in what world is gonna say I love you back after a breakup like this and for the reasons that the breakup was happening. Like what? Anyway, she's devastated. And what I loved that she said um at one point that I think was just the icing on the cake really was this is not build a man workshop, and I said amen amen um so that's it for the date and that's it just in general for Xavier we're done with him and we're left with the two men Joey and Don or or are we anyway let's move on do you want to spice up your love life well you can make that happen By going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop. And you can use our unique coupon code, realityt 2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P. Dot c-a and use our unique coupon code reality two that's r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and the number two so now we are on joey's date um so he's waiting in the middle of nowhere for her to come and then we see a pig or a hog or I don't know what it was and I'm like oh god he's gonna die (laughs) no he's not and then we hear an ATV coming and it's charity of course and they are gonna be going ATVing and then you know they're having fun doing that blah 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 and then I think she killed the ATV and, or potentially got stuck, I think, I think that's probably what actually happened, um, and they're trying to get it to start again, and eventually they kind of switched seats, um, because Charity was driving, so we're trying to, I guess, see if maybe Joey can do something differently, I don't know why, we think he could do something differently, but anyway, no luck, though, either way. And they are now going for a walk instead. And they walk to what looks like a very nice little sand spot and waterfalls and all that stuff. It's very pretty. And he, they do ta- take a little seat. Um, and he does bring up, her leaving last week when she left and crying and not looking at him and everything. And he says, you know, I definitely felt some doubt. And she does bring up the conversation with Uncle Joe about what he said, about potentially not having the authentic Joey. And Joey says, you know what? He did feel uncomfortable, um, but it had nothing to do with charity he said the reason he felt uncomfortable and when he felt so comfortable, because obviously we're talking more about the um, tennis, <laughs> shit, sorry, the tennis court, um, was kind of where he felt the uncomfortableness. And he said that with him just showing up, um out of the blue when he wasn't expecting him to be there, just completely threw him off. And that's where probably everything was coming from. He says that he can sometimes get in his head with his family because he really does care about what they think. And I said, I believe him. I definitely believed him um and i think that is definitely understandable um that he might have just felt like his game was thrown off a little bit with his uncle showing up early earlier than when he expected him to be meeting her so i, I get it and she says that she will be telling him that she's falling in love um and she asks if he is nervous about anything and he says, you know, I do have a fear that people fall in love with the idea of him. Um, and again, I didn't preface. We're right now at the dinner portion of the date, the night portion of the date. Because um, after she says, like, they're falling, she's going to tell him she's falling in love and all of that. They went to, like, the waterfall and in the water and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, so back to this. He says that he does have a fear that people will fall in love with the idea of him. Because he comes across as very confident and all that, and right. But he says, I am human, and he isn't always like that, he isn't always confident. And I think that's the case with everybody. Um, He says that he knows that he can be um, a roller coaster sometimes. And she says, I can relate with that um, because she thinks she is a little like that um, as well. And he says now that he is in love with her, not just falling in love with her. um, And she says she is in love with him. And she hands him a card and he accepts the overnight. And that's that. Um, the next morning, you can kind of see that it all went good the night before, and then they say their goodbyes, and that is it for the date for Joey. Great. So now, on to my favorite, who I love. (laughs) I love him so much, guys, I'm sorry, I'm so, like, anyway, Dalton, it's his turn. So they are going to be doing some jet skiing, You're having fun with that. And she says that she sees nothing wrong with him, and that scares her. And I said, "Girl, women, ladies, let's not even just ladies. Everybody, everybody, ladies, men, babies, everybody doesn't matter. We gotta stop when there's nothing wrong." enjoy it. Now I've been guilty of it too. I really have because you know with with my relationship I it hasn't always been great. Okay, we've had our moments. We've broken up, we've made up a few different times. And this is you know we've been very consistent now for over 2 years and we're doing good and we're so happy at least I can say I'm happy. And I will definitely say though, in the beginning of that, you definitely have that worry. Of course, I had a worry of when is, when is it going to drop? When's that other shoe going to drop? And I just eventually got to the point where that shoe is never going to drop. I'm happy. And he makes me happy. And I don't need there to be anything wrong. I don't want there to be anything wrong. I just want to focus on what we want in our future. Um, whatever that may be. Obviously, we know what that is, but you know, that's it. And I'm happy with that. And it does take time to get there, right? Um, but I said, just because you've had minor issues, I guess, with Joey and you've had issues with Xavier, and you don't have issues at the Dalton. that goes to show that he's the one that you maybe should be picking. I'm just saying, you know, but she is tired of trying to find something wrong, and I said, thank you, thank you. So, now they're at a private island as well, which kind of more is like a sandbar, um, she mentions, and, and it definitely Definitely looks that way. And she tells him that his family is incredible. And she tells him that his mom prayed with her. And that really felt good for her. Because that is something her mom would do with her. And he says that he has to tell her something. And he's like, oh no. Oh no. And he says that he didn't know. He didn't really understand what was supposed to happen at the end of this. And I said, oh, my God. That's what you have to tell her. <laughs> oh, you sweet baby. Oh, my God. Um, But he didn't know. He, said he just authentically just didn't know. And when he did find out, though, he said, all right, I'm cool with it. And I'm like, good. So, and I, and I left an impression on her. She said he had no freaking clue what was supposed to happen at the end of this. But when he did finally find out what was happening at the end of this and the fact that he's still here and he's still okay with it and this is what he wants just makes her feel even better. So now it's dinner time and he says that he thinks there is that they're sorry, that their love is like a fairy tale. And he says that he has absolutely no fears. Mm. Yay. And she says, I have to be honest, nothing is wrong here. And he says, yeah, no, I totally get that. That's crazy. Um, that there is nothing wrong. And he does think about, you know, I don't know what I wrote there. Anyway, he says that the scary part is that he is not having any fears. So the scary part is no fears. And I, I said, okay, I get that. And he says she is, oh, sorry. He says that he is in love with her. And she says that she is too. And you gives have some of that card. And he says yes to the overnight. And the next morning, it looks like that also went very well. And actually, at one point, she's like, he exceeds everything. And she said, like, he really exceeds everything. And I said, what are you trying to say here? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that. So meanwhile, did we all forget? Aaron's on his way to Fiji. So here we go. He is now officially in Fiji and he gets to the hotel and he goes to the front desk and he just asked the clerk at the desk, where's Charity? And I said, sir, do you think she knows where the fuck Charity is? And then not to mention, yeah, I think she's going to tell you where she is. If she, you know, like you're a complete stranger, sir, to, to them. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> And she can't really help him though because she "Do you have a room number and which I also didn't like (laughs) But he's like, No I don't she's like, Well I can't help you. But he goes on a hunt. He goes on a hunt for charity and lo and behold, she is at the pool. And you know, he does find her and she's completely unaware what's going on. And he just walks up to her and he says, Hi Charity And she looks over at him and she is in shock, utter shock, and she's confused. And she says she's not mad that he's there though. She's happy to see him. And he does say, you know what? I'll give you some time to process the fact that I'm here right now. And then you come over and, and we'll talk. So she takes the time and she does go over there and talk to him. And she says, oh, sorry, he says he was very shook last week. Uh, and didn't know what to say when she was letting him go. And then when it finally did sink in, he was maybe a little more able to express how he was feeling. And he says, her saying she didn't know if she was making the right decision really does stick with him. And she says, I have been really thinking about the relationship every day since. And she still doesn't know whether or not she made the right decision that night. And I said, you sent Xavier home before the overnight even fucking happened, ma'am, you made the wrong decision. I'm not saying that Aaron's my favorite. Um, he did grow on me with kind of how it is with her, grew on me with the with their, um, one-on-one date, but then the whole brain and shit happened. And I'm like, you took it too far. I think you should have definitely told her what happened, but then you took it too far. And then it just kind of went downhill for me. Um But nonetheless, you made the wrong decision. <laughs> and she tells him in this moment that she was falling in love with him. And I said, oh my God. <laughs> And she doesn't know if telling him will really make a difference though, in terms of whether or not he stays or if he goes. And he still feels the same way about her. And she says, I'm going to take some time to think about what to do next. And he says, he's going to go to the beach and I'll be there waiting for you. With your decision. And she's very conflicted about what to do. And she says, this is not a drill. And I said, you're right. It's not, but you know what? We're going to have to wait until next week to find out what happens. Actually, correction. We're going to have to wait two weeks to find out what happens because next week, drill, please. It's the mental All, And I'm so excited. Okay. Um, I'm, so excited for this this is coming next week so um of course thank the lords and the heavens above brayden is here i said of course though come on any time for screen time right and a little snippets of what i could grab onto and hold on to and write down here he says to sean or cleft chin um he says you would have married Anyone doesn't matter who they were, if they who like who with bachelor would have been, you would have married them anyways. And I said, huh? The, the things that make you go, hmm, okay. Um, firefighter is here for the shit and the drama and words, and I'm here for it. I missed you, firefighter. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we see Charity telling Brayden, I was my authentic self because he does bring up the fact like, I wish you were just not the bachelorette for a minute. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Right. We were all like, what the fuck does that even mean? So she said that was my authentic self. We see Xavier telling her he was in love with her and we see her tell him what the fuck? Well, she didn't say fuck, but what am I supposed to do with that? Like, what's she supposed to do with that now? You're a fucking idiot, sir. Like, what's she supposed to do? <laughs> and then we see that our golden bachelor, Mr. Jerry, he's going to be there. So we get to see him, get to say hi to him. So that's kind of cool. Um, And I thought he is lovely. He really is lovely. And then in two weeks, will be the finale. And we see that the guys will be meeting her family. Um, and I'm not sure what's gonna be happening with Aaron, but I did get the feeling that maybe he gets to stay, but I don't know yet, but I'm very confused. And she says she's not okay. Um, well, I actually think I said she's not okay. And potentially we see her having a panic attack. Um, uh, I don't know exactly when, I'm going to assume with the final bros, the engagement and all of that, but I think that's where she has her panic attack, but we'll find that out in two weeks. Well, at this point of when this is coming out, in about a week. So that's it for Bachelorette this week. If you liked what you heard, make sure you Share this podcast with everyone in your life. It helps with our growth, which, yeah, we're definitely doing, which is great. Um, Also, if you liked us, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also rate or review us, which we would greatly appreciate, on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube at RealityT times two. If you want to connect with us, you can follow us on either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at RealityT times two. You can also email us at realityT times two at hotmail.com. We also have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes, as well as get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And that's at realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.